0: Hallelujah to you, Jesus. Glory to you, God. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Good evening. We greet each and every one of you tonight in the love and in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Pastor may not be with us tonight. Today is his birthday. And so shout out happy birthday to him, even if he's not on the line. He told me that he thought his family was taking him out this evening. So he's probably not with us. But don't forget to say happy birthday to the brother. If not tonight, as soon as you have an opportunity to speak to him, uh, it, it is a blessing to celebrate birthdays, y'all. I I told you about all the deaths that we experience close to us, and I am grateful for birthdays. When my time is up, I'm ready to go meet the Master, but I believe until then, I've got plenty to do, much to do, and I'm excited about the opportunity to do it. So, I'm ready to continue to live until the Lord says, come home. But while I'm living, I want to do what he told me to do that that's my desire that's my goal that's my motivation, and I think when we lose that, then there's no reason to continue on so uh, I'm looking for a lot more birthdays, just like Pastor Ellis is celebrating one. There may be someone else on the line tonight that has a birthday uh or recently have had or has one coming up we celebrate that with you and we we shout out happy birthday anniversaries we shout out happy anniversary to you as well this evening and family before I get into the teaching um Marlon mentioned it I'm excited about it as a matter of fact Pastor Joanne literally just walked in within the last two minutes because um, she's been working at the church all day long today. Uh, last week, many days there, she'll be there tomorrow, uh, getting a lot done. And I'm working on the word and trying to get that taken care of. But I, I want to thank God for Pastor Joe and for, um, Deacon, uh, Leona team, uh, Deacon Linda for Sister Yolanda and for all the contractors and other persons who have been pitching in to try to help us to get the building in great order for our worship. And family, I'm excited about Sunday. I am looking forward to us going into the house of God, looking forward to us being able to lift up holy hands and shout hallelujah and give God the praise. I don't know about y'all, but I believe I got some dance steps left that's ready for the carpet when I get into church on Sunday. I hope I'm not the only one, but uh, if, if if I'm the only one with any dance steps, I got a few in me waiting for the carpet at the church. Praise God, Hallelujah, Amen, Amen. So come with your dance step and your shout and be ready to turn that house of God out. May God bless all that is going forth. And and, and we're, we're, we're lifting up everyone and our nation and around the world this evening as we have had to deal for two years with this uh, pandemic. And uh, we don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. And his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. So our hope is in him. And we're grateful that we get to celebrate the name and the, the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you had not already heard or if you had not already made plans, we're looking for you on Sunday. Let's shout and turn out the house of God in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, family, I'm ready to teach the Word of God tonight. I ask if you would bow your heads with me as we uh, have a word of prayer. Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise. We're so grateful. In fact, God, grateful is an inadequate description of how we feel about how much you love us, how much you do for us, the, the provisions you make, the the doors that you opened, the doors that you closed because we didn't need to pass through, the the many things that you have done, God, that some we don't even pay attention to and, and 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 dare even mention to say thank you. But God, we thank you for every good and perfect gift. For the word of God tells us that every good and perfect gift comes from above. And God, whether it is small or large, we thank you for it. Whether we like it, but, or whether you meant it for our good, we thank you for it. And God, tonight, as we go forth in the teaching of your word, God, I, I yield that you might come and take charge, have authority over the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, the articulation, everything that goes forth. You have complete and total charge and authority. God, when we're done, that not one of us will leave the same as we came on the line. God, there's, a, there's some folk that uh, typically would be with us and are not. We lift them. We ask you to minister to them. We ask your healing. We ask that you would provide according to their need, God. And then there are others, God, who should be with us, uh, have rarely, if ever, been with us, but should be and we lift them up god we we, we're looking for a revival now and we're praying that uh, as we begin this teaching tonight that you're moving by your holy spirit that you're touching the hearts and minds and spirits of your people those who are in the church and even those who should be in the church and god that you would just stir up a revival among your people And God, we give you glory tonight, we give you honor tonight, and we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and we shout out hallelujah, and amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. Well, family, in January, we started teaching on the subject, taking back the stolen seed. Pastor Ellis did the uh, February teaching out of... 1 Samuel chapter 16, uh, for the month of March, and today is the last Monday of the month of March, uh, we have continued taking back the stolen seed. There were five Mondays in in January, so we had five parts to that subject. Uh, Four Mondays in the month of March, so today is the ninth part. Of that subject we're still teaching out of Genesis chapter 3 verses thif- 13 through 15 I pretty much feel like I had covered verses 13 and 14 and we have been investing a significant amount of uh, attention to verse 15 but as I was praying over this the Lord just dropped a nugget on me about verse 13 that I don't think I addressed so we're going to drop back to 13 for just a brief moment. A couple of things that uh, the Lord showed me as I was praying and studying over this. You might even want to make a note of it. Um, and then we're going to head on in our continuation of chapter of verse 15 of chapter 3. Um, Genesis 3, verses 13, 14, and 15 from the King James reads as follows it says and the lord god said unto the woman what is this you have done the woman said the serpent deceived me and i ate verse 14 so the lord said to the serpent because you have done this you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field on your belly shall you go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And verse 15, And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. That is Genesis three thirteen fourteen 14, and 15. Uh, two weeks ago, I identified a 10 seed that were critical in the eyes of the enemy because he knows if he can steal these seed that he can have security over your future and everything that God had in mind for you would be blocked because he has stolen your seed. So we want to just refresh your memory those 10 seed that we were talking about. Then we're going to go back to 13 for just a moment. and Then we'll continue looking at verse 15. You, if you recall, the 10 seed that I mentioned were the seed that is the source of faith. And, and we taught that. And we said that if the enemy can steal your faith, he takes your, your spiritual future he, he has control over you to the point that although you might be a believer, your faith would be challenged and you would have difficulty believing the Word of God. And so we, we've talked about that. Then the second seed that we covered last week was the seed uh, uh, as the source of salvation. Uh, the enemy absolutely unequivocally is opposed to anybody getting saved, and so he will do in everything. I don't know what just happened, y'all, but something just happened, and I'm suddenly getting feedback. I'm hearing myself. Uh, if, if there's someone just made a change in your device, if you would help me out because uh, it's it's my I'm. It's discombobulating to hear myself. All right. Uh, So we said that the enemy wants to steal your salvation. If he can steal that salvation, he can keep you from being able to spend eternity with the Lord. And if nothing else, you know that your goal is that as you go through this life, you are looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of your faith and the door opener to your salvation. So we talked about that first seed, which was your faith, and the second seed, which is the source of salvation. Um, The third through the tenth seed, the source of truth, the source of freedom, the source of freedom from error the source of spiritual food, the source of growth, the source of victory over temptation, the source of happiness or blessedness, and the source of purity. And as I mentioned last week, the other description for purity would be holiness. If he can steal and control any of those seeds. He then is in position to keep the manifestation of God's design, plan, and purpose, God's call for your life from being manifested. And so it is of urgent importance to every one of us that we not only uh, hold on to and guard with our lives each of those seed but if he has control of any one of them it can mess up your future and so it is absolutely necessary that we take back any seed that the enemy has stolen or at least is trying to have control over he doesn't it's not his it is yours god gave it to you and he had a plan a call and a purpose for your life so that you would enjoy and celebrate that, that blessedness when that great day comes and we get to go back to be with him in heaven. Amen. So those are the 10 C. I want to take a moment, as I mentioned, and I want to talk about verse 13 for just a moment. Uh, in verse 13, when we were reading that, it said, And the Lord said to the woman, what is this that you have done?" And the woman said, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. Well, listen. What is this you have done? God said to the woman. When confronted by God, Eve didn't necessarily shift the blame when she admitted that the serpent deceived her. I want you to hear that very carefully. Uh, he, He deceived her, yes, but she didn't shift the blame. And then she did choose to eat. And so she ate of the forbidden fruit. So all of this is true. But here's what I want you to catch with this. When she said, deceive me, the problem comes... When we fail to see that being deceived is sin in and of itself. Uh, I'm going to say that again. The problem comes when we fail to see that being deceived is sin in and of itself. Why would I say that? Romans 1.25 gives us clarity about deception. And I want you to make a note of it. I want you to remember this because the enemy is always trying to steal your seed. He's always trying to deceive and trying to confuse and trying to create an attitude or an atmosphere in our heart and our mind that keeps us from being responsible for what God has to say. So so what does God say through Brother Paul? In Romans 1.25, this is what Paul God said. He said, They exchanged the truth about God for a lie. Now, did you all hear that? What, what did he say? They exchanged the truth about God for a lie. And then, now listen to the next part. This is um, the B part uh, of verse 25. When, when, when you've been deceived... Or well, when you've exchanged the truth of God for a lie, this is what happened. He says, and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator. Oh, my goodness. I, I hope you all heard that because we're living in a town right now where people are worshiping created things. I, I, don't, I don't know about y'all, but uh, living here in the metropolitan D.C. area and having spent over 40 years living in Baltimore, so I keep up with Baltimore all the time, but DC and Baltimore uh, don't have a lock on this. But what do we see happening around us? Carjackings, because somebody is worshiping the the created things rather than the creator. What do we see going on around us? Shootings and murders and killing and uh, attitudes that, damage and hurt other people. Um, people speaking to one another without regard for their feeling or who they are. They, they fail to remember or recognize that the very person who you show, showed an attitude to, the very person that you displayed an attitude around, that you spoke down to, that you didn't give reverence to or godly consideration to, is a child of the king, even if they're not living like it, even if they don't know it, they are a child of God. God's desire is that none would be lost. And if they are lost, rather than displaying an attitude, rather than talking down to them, rather than acting as if they're anything other than a child of God, it is our call and our responsibility to do all that we can to love them back to Jesus to love them into the arms of the Lord to to give them a reason to walk away from the world stuff that they have been worshipping and into the loving outstretched arms of almighty God i hope you're hearing me this i'm i'm sharing this in reference to verse 13 cuz i don't think i covered that part very well but Romans 1.25 helps us to understand that they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator. And verse 25 ends like this. This is the C part of the verse. It says, Who is forever praised? Amen. Who, who are we talking about there? The Creator. The Creator is forever praised. And then he put a period at the end, but he spelled the period A-M-E-N. And with an amen, he closed it out. Amen. And that's the way and that's the urgency even of verse 13, because she said she was deceived. And and many of us have been deceived. We have found ourselves speaking as we ought not speak, seeking as we ought not seek, going where we ought not go, living as we know better than we ought to live because we have allowed the enemy to deceive us. And that deception puts in his control the seed or any one of those seeds that we've talked about And if he gets control of one seed, that one seed can distract us, deceive us, and draw us away from the purpose and the call that God has for our life. So I wanted to come back to verse 13 for a moment tonight and help us to recognize that when she says she was deceived, God had a word about being deceived. And we are not, In fact, we ought to be careful that we don't exchange the truth about God for any one of the lies that the enemy is trying to sow into our heart. Amen. So in other words, it is a sin to exchange the truth of God for the lie. So that's 13. I'm going back now. Uh, We did 14. I'm going back to 15. And because today is the last night in the month of March, uh, I'm going to kind of summarize what we've been through in the first eight parts and then when we come back in the month of May we will continue on in the other seed. Here's how we see it. Every day of our lives, every one of us are in a war that finds us either without our seed and living without any semblance of an idea of who we are, whose we are, or very tragically, no idea of why we are. Uh, There are some folk who have finally figured those things out And either have taken back the seed the enemy had stolen from them, or they have declared war on the devil. And my suggestion tonight is, if you haven't already taken it back, then you are and must declare war on the devil. Because that that means he has too much control over your future, over your destiny, over who you are and, and what God wants you to be. So if if he has control over any seed, it's time to declare war right now. Uh, In fact, the warfare has already begun. We might as well get into war and not let the devil have it. Reclaim your stolen seed while you have an opportunity to do it. Tomorrow's not promised. Later tonight is not promised. And as long as the devil has control over a seed, that means that your future is in peril. And you're a warrior family, and God wants us to take back the seed. So let's, let's just go through the, the summary that of what we've covered over the eight weeks. In the beginning, I told you that the word that we want to talk about connected to seed is sperm and I told you that sperm means semen and semen means seed and the and the same word for sperm derived from the Greek. I'm sorry in the in, in the book of Genesis also means beginning or origin, just like the book of Genesis means beginnings or origin. And in the book of Genesis, God began with Adam and Eve. Adam being what? The seed or the sperm. Y'all got that, right? And then there was Eve. And Eve was the egg, the womb, the cell. Or another description is ovum. And every living organism that was in the Garden of Eden That is, the human organisms, the plant organisms, the animals, the bugs, every living organism that was in the garden, all contain a seed within them. And if you don't believe me, listen to Genesis 1 and verse 11. In the New Living it says this, Then God said, Let the land sprout with vegetation. Every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. What's the operative word there, y'all? That that word that we're talking about is seed, correct? Seed-bearing plant, seed-bearing fruit. And then the verse continues. It says, these seeds will then, produced the kinds of plants and trees from which they came and then the verse closes by saying and that is what happened i hope you all are catching that because we're talking about the seed and the devil knows the value of the seed that god sowed in your life the seed of purpose that God has for you, the seed of identity that God has for you, and and the enemy is determined to steal that seed. But let's talk about that a little bit more because the difference between the seed that was in the other living organisms in the the garden, in other words, the difference between your seed and the plant seed, your seed and the animal seed, your seed and the seed of the bugs, the seed that was in adam or the sperm that was in adam contained the entire genesis in it in other words all that was to become of human being and in the earth that god gave us uh, authority over was contained in the sperm of adam or we replaced that word sperm with the word "see," I was talking to someone uh, just a few days ago, and they were they were talking about a challenge that they have in their family because uh, they 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 were seeing uh, that we're living in a, a time where androgyny and, and is becoming uh, that the the theme of our nation and of our world. Androgyny is uh, someone that that you, you can look at them and not know whether they're male or female, uh, or they don't know whether they're male or female. Uh, that's a seed that the enemy has tried to steal. God made them one way, and he intended, we, he had a purpose for them when he created them. And the enemy is saying, look, I'm going to do everything I can to keep that seed from manifesting and becoming what God intended that seed to be. So from the word Genesis, which is the book that we're studying, we get the word called genetic. G-E-N-E-T-I-C. And the word genetic means the inheriting of traits, customs, or other characteristics that comes from the parent to the child. I I hope I'm making sense to everybody today. So as I get ready to close for tonight's lesson, I want you to catch this. The seed that has sown something that is abiding in the heart of every true Christian, Is the seed that the enemy is after. It is Christians that don't always know their identity. It's Christians that don't always know their purpose. We are in the church, and we wear the label Christian. But do we know who we are? Do we know whose we are? Do we know why? In 1 John 3, verses 9 and 10, is where I'm going to close tonight, and I think it will help to bring clarity there. Verse 9 says, Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him. Whose seed is that? God's seed remains in him. And if the seed of God is in him, he cannot sin, because he has been born of God. Boy, I don't know if y'all are hearing that but that's powerful. We go through struggles as human beings but as we take back the seed we also are claiming victory so that his seed that is in us will be greater than the sin that has tried to control us. I hope somebody's feeling that right now. Verse 10 in this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. So when the apostle in 1 John 3 and 9 calls his seed, which will prevent his sinning, in the sense that What is referred to as seed is his, is God's. That is, he has implanted it in us. It's called a germ. And that word germ comes from the word uh, germination, which means that it is a sprouting of a seed. And that's what God prepared for you and for me. You got seed in your family and that seed is to reproduce God in the earth. And so he sent his son Jesus Christ so that we could be saved, so that we would be able to germinate and reproduce the purpose, the identity, the calling that God had for you as a born-again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to cut it off right there. I've gone over my time. Uh, I pray that um, you guys were able to hear it. I'm actually hearing feedback every time I speak. So I don't know if you are hearing it. I hope it wasn't a distraction to you. But let me just say this to you before I open the line up. I'm recording this not on the phone call that you're on. It's going directly to my recorder. So if you were listening and it was dis- you were being as disturbed by that feedback as I was, please know that you can pick it up. I'm going to send it to Sister Marlin very shortly, and it will be on the podcast, and you'll be able to listen to it on the podcast without the interference. I hope you didn't have the interference, but it it was very challenging to speak because I hear myself over and over again. But uh, it will be available on the podcast. So we're going to close it right there. I'm going to open a line up